Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to the Uncomfortable is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. This is a show where we explore the science, the stories and the strategies of getting out of our comfort zones so we can find where the magic happens for us. Today is a little five minute uh, episode on your Friday, all about uh, how a crowdfunding CEO improved my self-awareness. So last year in episode 71 of the podcast, uh, I got to speak with Anna Gunther, CEO and chief bubble blower of PledgeMe, which is a New Zealand-based crowdfunding platform, which helps Kiwis fund the things that they care about. And I'd been wanting to chat with Anna for quite a while, and her name was on the list of uh, potential awesome podcast guests uh, that I keep for myself. But I had been reluctant about reaching out as I'd heard she was super busy and I thought why would a CEO give up their time to chat with me if I'm just kind of reaching out to them cold. But thankfully one day I managed to get up the courage to reach out and ask if she'd be interested in coming on the show Uh, and the reply that I received back the next day was awesome. Uh, It was, ha, I'm pretty used to being uncomfortable Uh, I could catch up early next week if you'd like. Uh, And we managed to catch up down at Creative HQ in Wellington uh, and sat down to find out a little bit more about each other over a cup of peppermint tea uh, before the meeting room that we were going to chat in freed up. And I wasn't quite sure why I'd felt so uncomfortable uh, as we got into discussing our favourite podcasts, uh, why we liked them, why we didn't. Uh, as well as what we were going to try at Wellington on a Plate. And when we got stuck into the podcast conversation, we talked a bit about Anna's background, um, the fact that her accent belies the fact she's actually from Dunedin. Uh, Then we got into the origin story of Pledge Me, and it's a really interesting story, and you can listen to it in episode 71 of the, the podcast. Um, but as you know, it's the uncomfortable stuff around it that I find interesting. And Anna discussed heaps of great ideas, uh, but these ones are popping up for me at the moment with where I'm at with things. So one of the quotes that Anna gave me was, that felt like the validation point, where we could really start telling people about it. So there came a time in the development of Pledge Me that Anna and her co-founder were convinced that this is something that could really work. The idea was validated in their minds and they could really start to push it. And it's a tipping point that I'm sure a lot of us face when we come up with an interesting idea. Um, I know it was when I started podcasting. I'd had all sorts of thoughts going through my head. Uh, Who's going to want to talk with me on the show? Who's going to want to listen to me? Do I have the technical skills to pull this off? Do I have enough interesting things to talk about to pull this off? The easiest things to measure were, uh, one, if I could get people to come and have a conversation with me, uh, and two, if uh, and how many people were downloading the episodes. Um, and for some reason, I've, I've set myself a target of getting 10 people to speak with me before putting out any episodes, because I figured that if I could convince 10 people that I might be interesting to chat with, then I could probably go on and keep convincing people. Uh, And to date, we've just put out episode 103 this week um, and spoken with 
almost a hundred guests. So I think we've I'd hit that one, uh, and I'd also set myself the target of trying to get fifty downloads for each episode, and I had no idea why I chose that as my validation number. Um, but I do have a quite a big extended family, so maybe I thought that if I had that many, that at least someone that wasn't related to me was probably listening. Um, and the first few numbers uh, episodes hit that number really quickly. Uh, and obviously all the all the subsequent ones have surpassed that, uh, and some of them by quite a significant amount as well. And hitting these validation targets is important, as it helps us with our confidence levels, keeps us engaged, and, and the momentum going on our ideas. The challenging thing, though, is where this validation target lies. If we set it too close, uh, it may be that it's an idea that you keep pushing towards that you should actually let go, but set it too far away. And if you don't hit it early, then you might find yourself getting disheartened and drifting away from a great idea. Um, and I don't have any earth-shattering advice about this, but in the in the spirit of getting uncomfortable, focus on a target that's a decent challenge for you to hit but still well below where you want to end up. The next quote that I've pulled out is, there's a healthy stress which makes you think differently and push harder. And when we talk about stress, um, we talk about it quite often. And I don't know for you guys, but for me, the word often brings up negative connotation uh, connotations. And the concept of stress is, often framed in a way that it's a bad thing to experience. But this isn't the case, as, as having some stress is often a good thing when we're walk, working towards a goal or a challenge. So think about a deadline of something that you've been working on. This deadline creates a sense of stress around time for us. And being in this state of stress will often increase my effectiveness and my creativity it forces me to focus my energy and concentration on the topic at hand, getting the job done. And having this pressure on me often forces me to come up with slightly different ways of doing things uh, compared to the way that I would normally just plod through a task. And sometimes this new way increases my efficiency or output in the future. But if I don't have the stress on myself, then I find my concentration wandering off and getting distracted with a whole lot of little sparkly things. Um, and as a bit of a test, I've set myself a time deadline to write this post by to see if I can train my focus uh, and put myself under some stress, which seemed to be working um, because I'm perceiving the stress as a beneficial stress for me. I know it's not damaging, and I can use it for my advantage and get something productive done. The problem is when I don't manage my stress levels well, this health, healthy stress that I use to my advantage, called eustress, can turn into distress. The stress is the same in this instance. I have a deadline coming up. How my, however, my response to it differs. I perceive the stress as negative, that it's problematic to me, when I do find myself getting flustered, my ability to perform drops, and I get distracted easily. 
So also check out my uh, my podcast episode on optimal anxiety, where I go into this in a little bit more detail. But my ability to manage stress depends on a lot of things. What I've been eating, how well I've slept, what else is going on in my life, uh, if I've moved my body recently. But the largest influence on how I manage is my perception of the stress is either positive or negative. If I can shift my perspective so that this stress is a positive thing for me, then I can harness it to improve my performance. And it's not good to be under stress all the time, even if it is the healthy kind. It's important to have time when not stressed to relax, but also to be able to reflect and take away learnings about how I handled each situation and what I might do differently next time. And each time I'm under stress, it's an opportunity to train myself to get better at dealing with it. Now, the final quote that I've pulled out is, we should be having robust conversations about everything. Diversity of perspective is so important. This is a massive quote, because not long ago, it was thought that everything that was known was all that there was, but how things have changed. The earth is no longer flat, the sun doesn't revolve around the earth, Um, women are as capable of making it at least as an informed choice about who to vote for as men are. Um, And I used to be very guilty of adhering to just one perspective. In my early to mid-twenties, I was really stuck in quite a fixed mindset and thought that the way I was doing things was the way that I was supposed to be doing things. And didn't serve me particularly well. I ended up being a pretty boring, unhealthy person, um, and some may argue even a bit of a dickhead at times. But over the years since then, my perspectives gradually changed. And it's changed through the conversations that I've been having, whether this has been having robust discussions with people, or listening or reading different viewpoints. This is the way that the world has changed over time, through these discussions. And the things that I mentioned before have all been proven. But when the concept was first floated, they hadn't been. And it was only through robust conversation that the world was convinced. So now I try my best to jump into robust discussion about topics. And I may not always change my perspective as a result of having these discussions. But at least I'm at a point now where I recognize the importance of taking the time to listen and engage. So thank you guys so much for getting uncomfortable with us today.